I learned Spanish on that trip. Uh, we were there with a, a bunch of Argentinian chicks and sitting in the back trying to keep up with all the professional hikers and just speaking Spanish, talking business. And it was just an incredible experience. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Mentors Collective. Uh, for all of the entrepreneurs listening to this one, I know you're working hard. Uh, I'm working hard. But it's really important to be able to kind of take a step back and realize why you're doing this. And most of the entrepreneurs that, that I know and that I've got in my circle have a lot of things in common. Uh, one of them is the pursuit of freedom, uh, to be able to call your own shots, go on adventures, and enjoy kind of the fruits of your labor. Because it's, it's hard getting, getting to where you are. And, and on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about entrepreneurial lifestyle. I'm not going to give you any tips to grow your business. Uh, this is going to be about growing yourself and getting the most out of life. Uh, and to have this conversation, uh, I've got a good friend on the show. Uh, Todd's one of the top business planning and strategic consultants in the country. He's consulted with growth ventures ranging from high growth startups, middle market uh, corporations to new businesses with Fortune 500 companies. Been in the business for over 23 years, and he's the founder of Nortors, uh, and they do exactly that. They work with entrepreneurs to set up these adventures so that not only you can make some new friends, uh, unwind, unplug from your day-to-day -day, uh, business growth, but actually grow as, a, grow as a human being as well. So Todd, welcome to the show. Really excited to dig in this, into this with you and, and thank you for taking the time. Thanks, I appreciate you having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. pleasure to be here. Yeah, this is, this is gonna be a fun one. So, so Todd, why don't you just start off kind of telling the audience a little bit about yourself Obviously, you've you've been through the ringer as an entrepreneur. You probably learned a lot along the way. Uh, so, please, floor is yours. Sure, I, I appreciate sure. it. Yeah, I spent some time in the corporate world early in my career, in my twenties, uh, with IBM and, and Florida Blue, doing things like uh, international tax and uh, M and A and competitive intelligence. Uh, it was a rewarding experience, but at the same time, I. You know, I always felt that entrepreneurial calling was never really comfortable in that corporate, in that corporate uh, environment, that environment, siloed, you know, regimented work setup. And it just wasn't for me. I went back to school, uh, going back to school for a lot of times, actually, and kind of a lifelong learner. But, um, you know, passionate entrepreneur, and, and uh, I love helping people. helping people. Um, Build their companies, build start their companies, companies grow their companies, companies, grow their companies, uh, you know, grow their their wealth, and, their wealth and, and, and you know, do it in a way that's enjoyable to not you know, not kind of boxing themselves in a corner where they're kind of a slave to their own enterprise. You want them to be you want to be happy. You want to enjoy what you're doing. And you know, I, I hear these uh, I hear friends who are in the corporate world, you know, counting the days until retirement and saying, I can't wait. I think that's a backwards way of thinking. If you love what you do, you don't ever want to retire. You want to enjoy yourself while you're doing it and, you know, do it as long as you can, as long as you're healthy. So, you know, that's kind of the mindset that I that I like to put into anything I do and I like to convey that to people I work with as well. 
and that watching people burn watching out or make themselves sick, make themselves sick in order to um, succeed, order it's to just, succeed. you know, you have to question the, question the, the, the long-term the, strategy the long-term there, strategy the long there. game, it's, the long it, game, it's, you know, that, uh, that, uh, like we talked about, yeah, we the, talked I'll about sleep when I'm dead mentality dead is really mentality counterproductive in the long run. In the long run, um, um, and it's you've got to make make time for yourself and enjoy yourself, and enjoy yourself uh, while you're doing um, while you're productive doing things, productive, productive work. And that's, productive so that's kind of uh, that's kind of my mentality, and to the extent that I can relay that and encourage other people and get them excited about doing things that way, that's that's what I'm all about. That's what I'm all about. And same here. Uh, and I, I don't know if this is new to my generation, but we don't value like the, the word rich, like the, the previous generations did like our, my, my parents and their parents, it was all about, you know, big house, collect money and then wait till retirement to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor. At that point in your life, you're just, I mean, you're 65, you're in a long-term relationship, you're, you're tired. Uh, and that's just not, how I and a lot of my, my friends chose to live. It's a kind of a different way of viewing life and how, how to live it. I would much rather make, uh, you know, a couple hundred grand and work two, three days a week than make a million dollars a year working 12 hour days, six days a week. Um, and, and that was on the table for me for a long time when I was doing, when I was doing medicine. Uh, and that kind of, that was the shift. I was working six days a week, 80 hour weeks, and watching my life pass me by as all of my entrepreneurial friends were, you know, taking a week off to go to a festival or go to Mexico. And yeah, it's funny. I, you know, when, funny. I, when I went to business school at, at UCLA, the, UCLA, the, the Investment banking was Investment kind of the big thing. Kind of before the dot com explosion, and and these people clamored for these high banking jobs in New York and elsewhere, and hundred hour weeks and sleeping under your desk and this insane, putting in this insane amount of time. To what end? I mean, that's yeah. I guess there's some prestige in saying that you're you're with the you know, a big eye bank, but big eye bank, Goldman but Sachs. And, Goldman Sachs and, um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, and, and I guess a lot of it is like, you don't have time to enjoy anything that you make anyway. I know, I know people that are very wealthy and have lots of toys on lots of toys. have a waterfront home with boats and jet skis and those things just sit there and never get used. It's just like, what, what a waste. And it's just, yeah, you're right. I think, I think, my generation and older generations, the baby boomers, are, are guilty in charge in terms of being very materialistic. And, uh, it's all about the uh, one-upping your neighbors and having stuff. And, and so I really, uh, I really appreciate that about your generation. I think it's super cool that that experience kind of supersedes materialism. And uh, yeah, I think as a result, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot. Happier people, uh, happier in that people in that generation as well. Generation. And I, you know, I plan to be around for a long time too. And, time too and um, so I know so that I know I'm going to be pretty heavily engaged with your generation for the next uh, 30 years. And so, yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's uh, yeah. a definite improvement definite over the past. Over the past and, and, uh, at the end of, end of your days, 
you're, you know, you're old and sitting in that rocking chair. You're not thinking about the, you know, the stuff you bought in your 30s and 40s. You're thinking about these cool vacations or those cool trips or those cool deals you did with people and how much fun you had doing it, those relationships that you built. And that, at the end of the day, that's kind of what matters is your experience. I'm with you 100%. I think one of the kind of turning points with, with our generation was the internet. It's really allowed so many people my age to be able to start their own business and scale their business quickly uh, and have the freedom to travel. Uh, that wasn't, that's something that wasn't available to, to my parents. And uh, so I can't, you know, you can't blame them. Uh, the situation is different. Um, we, we grew up, we grew up differently. We grew up with different opportunities. And there's, there's also something to be said about, you know, entrepreneurship's not easy either, and it's not for everyone. I mean, the first two years, you know, running my business, and it was it was twelve hour days, six seven days a week. You know, lucky lucky for me, I don't want to say lucky, but that was kind of during the pandemic, which we had no choice but to sit in there and work. Yeah, and there's but, you know, there's yeah, always going to be periods yeah, of, be of, periods intensity. of intensity. Um, yeah. You just have to kind of to kind of manage that and manage that. And, you know, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of it boils down to planning, good, down good planning, and, and planning. common sense and understanding. Sense and understanding. You know where you're going and, and where you're going what you're trying to accomplish, trying and then breaking that down into bite sized pieces. And uh, and you know, allowing yourself some freedom to yourself, to, uh, to spend uh, time on yourself, time and, on to, yourself and, and to go out and, and enjoy your life as well. Life I think. Well. I mean, there's just been study after study that, that you know, when you take someone that take someone that that whatever goes on four weeks of vacation a year, once once a quarter they take a week off and they take off and go somewhere and and they come back refreshed and re-engage in what they're doing and. They accomplish way more than the, the burnout guy that's just going nonstop 20 hours a day and not getting enough sleep. And, yeah, it compounds on you physically and, and, and mentally and, and emotionally. And so you've got to, you know, I think it's, it's to some people it seems counterintuitive. Oh, taking four weeks of vacation. I can't afford to do that. I'm trying to build something great. I'm trying to, you know, conquer the world. And in, in hindsight, you know, a lot of them will say, "Yeah, I wish I had I had done those things. I wish I had recharged my batteries and my mind and spirit, um, because then it made me a lot more effective, made me a better leader, you know, made me all these other things, better husband, better parent, you know, you name it. It all it all comes full circle. So yeah, that's super cool and that's super cool and." You know, try to steer people in the right direction. When the right direction, hope they take your advice. I think things will change. I think there's still a lot of that mentality out there. A lot of it's, you know, maybe capital driven, where there's investor expectations and you've got to live up to them. Yeah, that's and that's certainly another consideration too when you're building a business. You know, do you really want to take uh, on really these, take on uh, these venture capitalists venture or these angel investors who are going to hold your feet to the fire constantly? Or do you want to maybe try to grow organically and do it at your own pace and, and on your own terms? So there's, uh, you know, there's pros and cons both ways, I suppose. But, uh, at the end of the day, you need to be in control and not lose it to, to someone with, that doesn't have your best interest at heart. For sure. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, to knowing why you're doing it. Sure. Uh, I know for me, for freedom was a major driver of it, I, I think, for you as well. And important for people to take note. You know, if you want to take over the world and you want to take venture capital for your software startup, 
you, you, you might not be able to take a couple weeks off and go to Mexico and go skydiving. Uh, but it depends, man. And, and entrepreneurs, I feel like we like to travel differently. We're into personal development. Uh, we don't like to go. Sp- if I, you put me on a, a beach for a week and say, you know, soak up the sun and, and read, I'd probably go crazy. Uh, I like to seek adventure. I like to go try new things, try new foods, visit new places, try new activities. Uh, so that's when I came across what you were doing. I was so interested because I've kind of got my network of entrepreneurs. And like we, we went and ran with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. We went, we went kite surfing and like all, all kinds of very cool, unique experiences where I was able to grow as a person and kind of add things to my, my life resume, as it's called. Uh, so, so talk to me a little bit about that. When did you discover kind of this entrepreneurial type of adventure and turn it into a business? Yeah, so it's, it, yeah, it's, so it's kind of an intersection of interests, I guess, is the best way to put it. I've always been interested in adventure travel, done things like climb Mount Rainier and cycled coast to coast a couple of times in the U.S. and US, cycled in Europe and done other, Europe. other things like that. Not as much as I would like to, mind you, but um, quite a bit. Uh, I get quite a bit. I get a lot of feedback about oh, feedback how do you do that? How do you afford to pull this off? Even when I was in the corporate world, I, I pulled off some, some pretty big. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you call it shenanigans, but um, I, you know, I kind of combined. Kind of work I was doing with travel I wanted to do. I proposed when I was at IBM. I said, "Hey, I was working on a special project and revenue losses." And I proposed, "Hey, why don't I drive around the country, visit all these site locations, figure out what's going on, and report back?" And report back. In the process, I went to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Ran the New York or the LA Marathon in LA. And I went skiing uh, with some friends on spring break in Colorado and met another batch in Florida. And I had a ton of fun, but I, at the same time, I saved IBM a million bucks because I did all this work for them and I kind of thought outside the box. And then I did it again at Florida Blue. I did a whole cross-country tour and I even went down into Latin America. I tried to actually tried to drive to Argentina, believe it or not. And... And, um, so that was, and so I was, was doing work for them. And ironically, they they only did they only allowed me to do the U.S. part of my proposal. But years later, after I'd done a business school, uh, they ended up doing the Latin American part and hired me as a consultant. So it was kind of funny how that worked out. So I've always been interested in that side of things. And then as after I went to business school and kind of developed myself as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I began to, like you said, I got interested in, in different avenues of self-improvement and success. And so this whole concept of masterminding, um, you know, I became familiar with it. And that's essentially you're, you're getting these like-minded individuals, preferably from different industries, kind of coming together and collectively sharing ideas. And, and that collective thinking is just so powerful. And so, I, and so I, you know, all these things kind of swirled around in my career. And, and um, you know, I started leading tours for adventure cycling. And so I kind of gained that experience on the leadership side. How to manage these, these tours. So, um, 
So yeah, that's how the idea yeah, for Nortor, short for entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Uh, too many syllables, an entrepreneur, but uh, that's how that was born. And I said, you know, hey, why don't I combine the two? Why don't I take that, that masterminding concept, combine it with some kind of adventure travel? Uh, and I think it can be extremely powerful, both in terms of relationships that get built, uh, ideas that get generated, uh, and then just that general kind of unplugging from, from the constant noise of digital technology and, and uh, kind of reconnecting with yourself and allowing your mind some freedom to think. And and so we're just kicking that so off this year, pandemic willing, pandemic willing, and, uh, and uh, our first tour is going to be in South Florida, cycling from Orlando down to down to Key West. So the idea is not so the idea is not you want to have a some level of physical challenge and adventure, but you also want to allow time for the group to kind of congregate and have meetings and have discussions and and you want to kind of promote that. That as well. So that as well. So, so cycle touring works cycle well. You, touring you, know, you well. ride all morning and ride all you have morning. the afternoon to kind of enjoy a resort, have a nice resort, meal, have, have nice meetings, have meetings, and then the next day you're kind of off to the next spots. Spot. And so next year we want to do Mount Kilimanjaro, which is uh, the highest the roof of Africa. Generally five or six day climb to get to the top, which is nineteen thousand some feet, and some feet. So you need that acclimation time that most people can't stand because they just they're anxious to get to the top. But if you can kind of say, all right, well, we're going to take our acclimation time, we're going to have these meetings and discussions, then it becomes kind of a more productive and enjoyable experience. So, um, and I'm I'm actually looking at uh, acquiring a travel tour company. In fact, Monday I'm having a meeting about it. So it may become a little bigger so than I little expected. Bigger. I always kind of thought it would just be a part-time venture and would kind of, <laughs> kind of help me <laughs> achieve some of my bucket list items and then also uh, provide this really cool experience for people. But it may it may morph into something bigger than that. It's hard to say. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, the environment we're in now is, is pretty difficult, especially when you get into international travel. So, you know, what's the, what's the future going to hold? I don't know, but I think it's, at least for the time being, we can do some, some domestic trips and, you know, we'll grow and when it's safer to, to do so. But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast for sure. And I, I've been in the, the entrepreneurial world, the startup world for, I don't want to say a while. It's only been like five years for me, but I've, you know, been witness and host to some of these mastermind events that happen at you know, someone's mansion or their yacht or their conference. And they're great. You know, it's a great way to meet new people, but there's really no way to bond like on, on an adventure travel trip. Uh, I've, I've done the hiking. We did, um, the Salcante trek in Peru. Okay wasn't quite as high as Kilimanjaro, but I think it was pretty close. And, and the relationships you make uh, going through a, a physical kind of trauma and challenge like that are just unbreakable and they last for a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I learned Spanish on that trip. Uh, we were, there were the, a bunch of Argentinian chicks and sitting in the back trying to keep up with all the professional hikers and just speaking Spanish, talking business. And it was just an incredible experience. And, you know, you signed me up for Kilimanjaro. Uh, and for every entrepreneur who's listening to this, who doesn't have a good group of entrepreneurs uh, to, to go and organize something like this for yourself with your own group, 
I'm going to try and reach out to a few or, or jump on something like this because it really is so powerful uh, to, to spend time with people who are successful and go through a challenge like this. I promise you'll grow. You'll, you'll make lifetime friendships. And it's amazing that you, know, you were able to kind of say, this is a passion of mine. Uh, this is something that I've been doing. I want to offer this to, to others to benefit the same way I did. Right, uh, right, yeah. And, and, and I envy yeah. you for that. That's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, you, and you bring yeah. up a good you point, too. Good I, think point too. Uh, I think there's uh, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal the Wall Street not long ago, a couple weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago, last month. And last month. It talked about, talked about startup CEOs and corporate C-level leaders. Leaders. And this, the whole pandemic and, you know, shift, pandemic of, shift, you know, work at home and remote work, work home and remote work. Um, they're struggling they're because struggling their teams are kind of disconnected. Kind of so, disconnected. So, this, so, so this, uh, and this is something uh, I've thought about as well. It's like, hey, why not, well. like, hey, why not offer a custom not trip to somebody that they have a team of 10 execs at a company or they have a startup team of, you know, six, eight people and they're looking to to have some kind of experience like this so, so maybe like there's this. a so maybe a there's market a there for that as well that as well so i would certainly be happy to fulfill fulfill if it this thing takes off and i hire people to kind of run some of these things i don't have to be on every single one every single one much as i would like to be maybe that's that's an option as well you just never know you take a chance with something and when you believe in it i think you can make it happen and you can make it happen and yeah, and, and yeah. like you said, I've seen, like said, I've seen as a tour leader, just leaving cycling tours, I've seen what, tours, exactly what you talked about. Exactly These are just, you know, people that are retired or they're retired or they're they're taking time off from a full-time job, full-time job. Um, but yeah, that bonding uh, is yeah, incredible. Bonding and I've seen it on both sides. On both sides. So, you know, that, so, and I've seen it on the mastermind side. Mastermind so just size. that combination, that combination. Think, could be exponentially powerful. Exponentially powerful. Uh, so we'll see if my hunch is uh, correct. I think, it, correct. I think it will be. I'm going to be you know, pretty careful about, careful about, um, you're trying to pick the right people to, the to right go people on these, to go these adventures. These obviously, adventures. obviously, you know, as a tour leader, you understand yeah, leader, that you, understand that, that you that have that very diverse have personalities. Very diverse so there's, personalities. Yeah, there's some tricks to managing that and to making, it productive. making it productive. Um, but um, at the same time, I think at the same time, I think I think yeah. anybody that signs anybody on for something like this something probably like already gets probably it. Already, you know, gets it. Mentally understands you know, what's mentally all about. Understands what's whether all they haven't about, experienced you know, it yet. Haven't experienced it yet. Uh, and then you know, uh, once it happens know, and you get that, once it happens and you get hopefully that, awesome uh, feedback. Hopefully and awesome feedback. Uh, pretty, pretty easy to easy to keep it going. To keep it going. I'm excited. I think it's going to be super cool. Can't wait to get going. Can't wait to get going. And it's a kind of a fun work transition too, right? Because you've been working with startups for for years. You probably have a pretty vast network of people who you already know are going to be interested in this. So it's kind of just going to be like going on a trip with your friends to start off. And then the viral marketing will take place. Everyone's going to start talking and taking pictures on these hikes and these bike rides. Yeah, and, and I think uh, I think getting some PR would be pretty easy too, and that, that always helps. But yeah, there's you know, some friends and former clients are already kind of signed up you know, for my first cycling tour, and um, and yeah, maybe there's maybe, maybe there's room to do niche type tours, like as you said, maybe there's a maybe have like a long weekend trip for for startups. 
just, you know, people that are just at a certain stage or just at a conceptual stage and they just want to kind of noodle through their ideas and talk to other people in the same boat. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, that would be cool. At the end of the day, I think entrepreneurship can be kind of a lonely road. Kind of a lonely road. Uh, yeah, unless you're lucky enough to be lucky born into to like a really entrepreneurial family, really I've done it. Family. No entrepreneurial family. No entrepreneurial family. Like, so I'm kind of like, wrong with you? Kind of. I get that, that a lot. A lot of entrepreneurs do. A lot of entrepreneurs can be a lonely existence. So you can plug in with your with your tribe and connect with people that think the same way you do. It's so cool. So powerful. So powerful. And just provides you a lot of just provides energy and inspiration. Energy and inspiration. And I get to the next level. That's what's been to tough about, what's been about, about the pandemic. About the I, pandemic I always enjoy, I always enjoy uh, several times a year going to certain conferences and connecting with people like that. And that's, that's kind of been lost in this whole thing. Hopefully, we can start reconnecting again real soon. Make things happen. Make things happen. Yeah. And that, that's such a good point. And I actually say it all the time. Entrepreneurship can be lonely and is lonely. And if you don't actively seek out entrepreneurs for your social circle, you're not going to find any. They're 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 all kind of the same way, uh, and that's very kind of self motivating. Usually, disconnect from their friends sometime uh, in in or after college to pursue their own business. And you know, the only reason I have them in in my immediate friend circle is because I'm in these groups. I've organized trips with them. You have to make an active effort to do it. Uh, especially finding ones with common interests outside of entrepreneurs, also outside of business is also can be tough. Uh, and I've got kind of different groups of friends for different things. I love the the physical adventure travel. I also love festivals, uh, going to uh, some of these festivals around around the world, around the country, like EDC. Um, so, and in those in those little groups the Facebook groups, um, the Reddit chats, you'll find people just like you, but it's an active effort. You need to do it uh, or else you are going to be very lonely. Uh, so it's great that there's things like this to, to bring you together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wish, sure. Uh, wish there were more ways to get action, especially for entrepreneurs. But, you know, that, yeah, um, I need a dating app. Like a, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A genderless yeah, dating app. Yeah, yeah, um, not a bad idea. I wonder if that exists. We can build it. Yeah, I did. That's yeah, funny you I say that too. I read not long ago that more and more people are more using people are dating apps to find apps friends friends that have to share common interests than they are actually finding dates. So so that's interesting. I think there's space for that. Space for that. Yeah, and that's yeah, something that's, I've been I've been toying with and working on for a while is is the concept called He Star Academy, which is kind of that. It's kind of that online community, online community that blends learning, learning with uh, with uh, that sense of, of belonging, belonging place. So, uh, so and that's something I'm kind of that's something developing very slowly, very slowly. So we'll such a cool concept. If anyone listening uh, wants to go in, go in on a entrepreneur connecting app, 
uh, let me know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. I've got, yeah. got the e-learning platform e and some of the, the some connectivity of the that it's kind of haven't really thought of it in that really of it construct. So it might construct, so some might value to it. Yeah, simple, simple swipe. Let's go get a coffee. Let's go get a beer. Yeah. Genderless, yeah. you know. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the super, super condensed Nortor where you just do something for an hour. Go play tennis or something. Yep, exactly. It's got like a, a, a little picture and a little elevator pitch. And like, yeah, that's interesting. Cool. <laughs> Let's go get a coffee. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's sure. a lot of fun. Yeah, see, it's just collective see, thinking it's right it's here. Collective thinking like, right here. And this is only two of yeah. us. Imagine what we could do on a on a week long bike right. adventure. Right. So you have time to, to noodle out a full <laughs> business, and, and it happens too. I mean, yeah, I've seen people in a people in a you know in a meeting. You know, in a three or four day meeting and by the end of it they're just they're totally uh, totally uh, got a new idea that kind of fleshed it out and fleshed it out to take it back and run with it back and run with it so yeah sorry awesome it's funny we uh, got my daughter a puppy for her eighth birthday and this puppy this puppy knows when i'm on a podcast or a conference call and just she just goes berserk goes berserk in fact, the headset that I used to use for my podcast, she's already chewed through the wire. I apologize if she's making any background noise I haven't even heard the puppy yet, so so far so good. I have. I've heard her a lot. Yeah. I've got a golden doodle named Moses. He's four. Oh, very cool. Yeah, there's a reason I don't do podcasts at home anymore. Unfortunately, it's got super, super separation anxiety, so I have to leave her alone. Yeah, she's young. It happens. They grow out of it. Yeah, for sure. So, Todd, you've been doing these adventures with your entrepreneurial friends for a long time. What are some of your coolest adventures that you've been on? So, yeah, I've done you know cycling trips across the country. Probably the probably the. Some of my most interesting of my trips have you know, climbed up you know, Kilimanjaro. I tried to drive to Argentina, to drive to Argentina which is an interesting experience. An interesting many, experience. Many, many stories many came stories out of that. Came out of that. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I followed I my grandfather's World War II route across Europe on a bicycle. It was really cool because I did tons of research online and National Archives up in Maryland and found out exactly where he was. 75 years, 75 after, years. D -Day after D Day to the day we started our trip. And, started our trip and, uh, so that was and, uh, super so that cool. Was super uh, cool. With some friends and with fellow friends and investors and entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs. And, uh, so yeah, just all yeah, kinds of different things. Kinds and, of and then just, things. you know, one-off trips here and there to do, to do something cool. To do something cool. Cycling's kind of a passion of mine. Kind of a passion of mine. And I, I fly. I fly. Kind of, I soloed, but I haven't solo, gotten full pilot's license. Pilot's license. Um, uh, so anything like that. I'm a surfer here, live here at the beach in Florida. So Florida, you know, some so kind of surfing safari. Surfing safari. Right, in fact, I went on a uh, went on exchange a, uh, program to MBA program in Sydney, program Australia. In Sydney, Australia. Kind of did a walkabout, did a walk skipped about, out of school for a week and did a week, surfing did a safari tour, safari tour uh, which was very cool. Met some really interesting, really interesting national, national business type people. Business type so, people. So, yeah, those things are fantastic. Did snorkeling on a Great Barrier Reef or scuba diving, actually, overnight 
trip and learn how to scuba dive, learn how to scuba dive. When was that? Was that while it was still kind of yeah, alive and thriving? Yeah, that was in, uh, it was right before the Olympics because I, was, I did some work for – volunteered for the Sydney Olympic Committee. So I got to do some really cool media-related stuff, stuff uh, for them. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice. So that was 20-some 20, 20 years ago, sadly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of – a lot of stuff going on in the, the environment that's kind of distressing. So all the, all the more reason to get out and enjoy it while you can. There's a lot of work to be done to kind of reclaim some of it. I think it's possible. Not to kind of get off topic, but... And I hope so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Said I recently went off of uh, the coast of Mexico uh, scuba diving. And same thing there. I think it's the, that was the biggest reef on the eastern coast and diseased. That's and they say in the next five, ten years, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, there's not gonna be a fish, fish alive. No corals. It's crazy. It's horrible. Anyways, what are your top recommendations? I mean, as as an adventure, what was your favorite thing that you think? That I should do. Well, I, I, uh, I don't know if you're a cyclist, but I'm not. That, that's um, that, that's um, you know, cycle touring is cycle such touring an amazing, way, an to amazing see way to see any part of the world. Any part of the world, uh, you're kind of cruising along at ten miles an hour. Ten miles an hour. Just the sensations, the sensations, the smells, feels, feels. Yeah, you feel the atmosphere, feel the atmosphere. So, so you're really kind of immersed, really kind of immersed but, but you're still, but you're still moving and seeing a lot of different things. So, you, you know, obviously crossing the country yeah, takes, the country takes, takes, a, takes fair a fair investment of time, investment of time from a month to a month, some people can do it faster, people can do it faster. Uh, a month is kind of the range for the, for the, the mortal soul and mortal soul and you know the trip i led took 11 weeks, but you can do much shorter tours. And then those, you know, those, kind of those, those epic climbs, climbs and hikes, climbs and do them in a week. I think those are those are super cool to do. Um, you know, this it's always kind of a trade-off. You, know, you have time to do something epic, or you just have a week to do something super cool. And, um, but yeah, I think yeah, hand gliding and hand gliding and all kinds of different things. All kinds of different things. Really, what's 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 your interest level? What's your activities of climbing and Climbing. Um, like Rainier was pretty technical like climb. Was pretty it was ice action. It, it, it was not easy. I think Kilimanjaro is actually never done anything. It's actually going to be easier on the technical side. Just the, technical the altitude side. is the issue. Um, so yeah, there's there's all kinds of, of things. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, the point is, there really is so much out there. There's so much to see. There's so much to do. Right. Uh, hang gliding, paramotoring, uh, hang. My, my my friend Marshall Moser, I, I definitely want to connect you with him. He owns a company called Vestigo. He takes sea level executives on these adventures. Uh, he's a paramotor instructor, paragliding instructor, uh, whitewater rafting instructor. So all kinds of different stuff. Uh, a lot of c- cool crossover. And during COVID, they actually went to, like virtual reality adventures, huh. which obviously yeah. are not the same. But they like shipped off uh, VR headsets and like put them through a, the the same kind of experience in VR. <laughs> Obviously, it can't replace the real thing, but a, a, an interesting pivot. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, funny. You know, it's funny to make that point about technology point too. About I think technology um, too. I think um, yeah, that's going to open up some. Yeah, it's going to certainly open up some new doors. Doors. It's changing so quickly that. Changing so quickly that. 
things that we can't even anticipate is having in 2030 2030 are going to yeah. be on the, on, are going to be on the horizon really quickly. Horizon really quickly. Space tours. Sensory VR. Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, Maybe flying to the moon is, is the reality is here in the reality decade or so, or 15 so, years. It says, hey, years, it says, hey, the hotel yeah. on the moon, you can hotel go fly there, spend a week there, spend a week there. Do it. Sounds far fetched now. Or there's you know technology. Yeah, it sounds a lot more real now after yeah after the summer after yeah, this after past summer. month. It's kind of, yeah. you know, these are these are kind of the first baby steps, but it costs a hundred grand to fly for nine minutes or whatever. But uh, I think. We're going to see the, that see that the, scale that, kind of that scale you know, the time of, increase and the cost come down over the course of time. You know, who knows? You know, with other technologies that are coming along, they're coming along vertical, vertical, you know, flying cars, flying cars that are a lot of people are working on, autonomous vehicles, autonomous vehicles. Suddenly, you know, different kinds of experiences open up. Yeah, the people and yeah, the people. And, uh, so I think that's something yeah, to, so pay, something attention to, to pay attention to. Yeah. yeah. One of Marshall's things, um, he works for a Gravity Co. Uh, part time, uh, and they do jet packs. There you go. Super yeah. cool. Uh, it's an unbelievable looking experience. You have to get obviously certified to to wear the jet pack. Uh, but you're right. I mean, there's so much evolving. It's a beautiful time to be alive, and it's a beautiful time to be an entrepreneur who's going to be able to take advantage of a lot of these things with. Uh, the financial resources and the freedom to be able to go get certified to ride the jetpack, go to the moon. I'm sure there's going to be astronaut training involved in that. And it's not going to be something available to, you know, someone with a, a, a nine to five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, th yeah, sure. I think you can, you can take advantage of these things as, these things as, as, for, as ex for life experiences, life experiences or, or you can get involved with them on the entrepreneurial side. You hear a lot about the rate of change. It's funny, I was, I was just funny, in Vermont was, was working on a investment property, a vacation rental, and I went up to Maine and bought a Edison Diamond Disc Player, like one of these hand-cranked record players that Thomas Edison invented, and it's 100 years old. Um, and uh, you know, no electricity. You know, the electric grid wasn't, you know, wasn't what it is now by any stretch. It was very limited, and so this thing. And it was really cool technology for the time. Technology for time. Point being that you know, the expectation now is that the next ten years we're going to see the same amount of change that we've seen in the last hundred years, and that predates like having electricity, which is pretty profound. So uh, I think, like you said, yeah, it's a super cool time to be alive when all this change is going on, you know, providing we don't screw it up. Back to, your, back to your coral reef point, we've got to take care of the world, and then we can enjoy all this cool stuff that's coming our way. Yep. And also to the point of don't wait and do it now, because you don't know what, what the future is going to look like, what's still going to be here, what's not. Uh, hike the mountains, ride the bikes, you never know. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's time is now for sure. This, time is now for sure. sure. This is a great conversation, Todd. Uh, for I'm going to drop all of your links, obviously, in the show notes for anyone who's listening and wants to check out the uh, one of the entrepreneurial adventure travel uh, and some of the other cool stuff Todd is up to. But what is the best way to connect with you? And so, is there any kind of final pearls of advice that you want to leave for, for the audience here? Um, okay. Well, uh, the, 
Okay. Best way to connect with me would be Todd at BlueHorizonVC.com. Drop me an email. Or visit BlueHorizonVC.com. Check out Nortours, N-E-U-R-T-O-U-R-S.com. And yeah, Pearls of Wisdom. Again, it's be productive and focused. And you'll get a lot done that allows you the freedom to to enjoy your life. That's such a critical philosophy that anyone that adopts it will be very happy they did. Take care of yourself, too. Your time and your health are really precious assets, and you take them for granted. Granted, it kind of comes back to haunt you. A lot of times, so it's, it's, it's too late. So you always want to be doing that as well. Doing that as well. Just take some risk too. Take some risk too. Challenge yourself. Take some risk. Challenge yourself. Take some risks. And at the end of the day, you'll be happier for it. Awesome, Todd. Thank you for spending some time with me today. This is an awesome conversation. You bet. I enjoyed it. Listening. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. If you're listening and you found some value in this episode and you enjoyed it, uh, please be sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and go connect with me and Todd. And I'll see you in the next episode of Mentors Collective. You guys, if you loved this episode, do me a favor and click on the link in the description and head over to our exclusive Mentors Collective Facebook community where I post every single day and I give tons of value that I do not post in this podcast. Seriously, if you love this show, you are not going to want to miss that group. You'll also be able to connect with me personally, ask questions, and get access to a ton of free resources that I give out. All right, guys, again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out, mentors.